guest, but he kind of did a good job of really facilitating, uh, giving feedback, giving his thoughts and just his life experiences and things like that. All we did was book him just to be the keynote speaker for the fireside chat. Mm -hmm. He was inside the rooms, like, like talking to people. He said that he went and visited a bunch of the rooms and like contributed inside of them. And then after like we had a, a meet and greet set up before the event was supposed to start and like people came up, they took pictures with him. But then after <laughs> it was all the way over, he stayed again for anybody that wanted to take pictures mm-hmm. and all that. Like that's mm-hmm. what's up. And over the weekend, he posted about the event after it was over. You know, like you. And can, it was unsolicited. Like unsolicited, we didn't ask, yeah, oh, that's, what's that's up. awesome. Yeah, you could tell he genuinely. And um, I went out to eat with him after Roman Real Talk. And right, um, VIP. That's crazy. <laughs> it's only because you was missing. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but he, you know, he was like, Yo, honestly, this dude feel like, like. It was a instant chemistry. Like I really rock with what y'all doing, and mm. I'm glad that y'all invited me out to it and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I know up. I had some time. I heard that you know once the ice was broken, that he definitely shared deeper than he probably would have, and um, his team was engaged too. You know uh, that second day, um, Mocha. You know, we had a chance to talk. She was real involved, and and his security was. Um, Are y'all on a nickname basis? Are y'all just, no, that's. Y'all just, I, I've heard from Teresa. Here's right how now. we go. Here's that's how we crazy, go. Bro. I heard that from Miss Bush, and um, you know they were just real uh, appreciative of being here. You know, it turned from an obligation to just like a partnership. Mm-hmm. So they were really into it. Nah, yeah. For sure, he the like I asked him the day before. I guess I know him too. Yeah, like, look at you, I mean, you know, look at you. Hey, you. You're Twitter. the only one that got to drop, bro. Like, the goat. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him on Twitter, actually. And I'm just playing. No, I asked him, like, have you ever done anything like this before? And he was like, no, like, this is a first for me. So that's what I really was like, oh, he about to bomb. Yikes. <laughs> 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 right that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, let's get into this podcast, bro. Scott, you feeling it, bro? Man, I, you know, got it's your personal moves. theme song, "Hustle and Flow," baby. He was over here dancing. We're gonna get a camera out here, really Don't soon. Don't do that. That's no. gonna get scary. Cast. I'm trying to tell you, it's gonna happen. Okay. Did y'all people? He was like, "Let me get that green shirt." Did y'all know yep. that before? Like a few years ago, they used to use different color shirts for different cities. No, I walk. didn't know that. Yeah, like I saw the Renton walk from a few years ago. Like, I think it was 17 or 18. Yeah, they had red. You know, red. Oh, you don't know, but red is my favorite color. They had red shirts. Uh, one city had blue shirts before. Hmm. So I, I thought that was. Oh, you said it on the song. He was like, "Let me get that." Yeah, green yeah shirt. let me get the yeah. green shirt. Because you know, we're, we're kind of identified by the green shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess that was a good move by them to start just do all green because it was different colors in different cities before. Nah, yeah. um, one of my homeboys he hit me up maybe like two, three weeks ago. He was like, "Yo, y'all really out here moving like the cartel?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Y'all are everywhere, bro. Like, I can't go to church." I can't go to the club. I can't go to the bar. I can't go to the park without somebody seeing those little green shirts pop up. Absolutely. And hot cars on my car. You know what's Absolutely. interesting? What's that? It's like if you haven't been introduced the first time, mm. it's like we're out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but once <laughs> but, you get introduced, bro, it's like you can't stop seeing it. There's no it. doubt. That's facts. There is no doubt. 
Like I, I never pay attention to any billboards of anything of any sort anywhere. But not since I work here, I see our billboards everywhere I go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, I've like, been seeing like our, our sponsors' billboards too. Like um, I see Franklin County billboards oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I see stick Molina, out. They stick out. Carousels. <laughs> Um, it's definitely opened your eyes. I think for me, is seeing the different walk shirts from different years. You know, you mm-hmm. so I'll even zero in and see like a 2016. It's like, yeah. man, I have two shirts and I work here. Mm-hmm. You only got two? Two. I'm not going to tell you how many I got, but it's definitely a lot more than two. Goodness gracious, I'll finance Same. one from you. <laughs> and I got like walks from like <laughs> three different years. Yeah. Four now, actually, four years. Man. Um, but now this is the More Than a Walk podcast, the official African American male wellness agency podcast. Um, we do this podcast because we're most known for the walk that we do every year and now doing in 15 cities across the country. Um, but, you know, we are much more than a walk in. We like to tell our viewers about all the other stuff that we have going on here at the African-American Male Wellness Agency. Um, we do have a very special guest on this show today. Um, hit the Oh, yeah, I got you. There's some missing voices. Um, so we had to, you know, call in some favors and, and bring out an original member of the More Than a Walk podcast. So we had. Harry the Goat. There it is. Yo, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's wild, right? Man. My mom, she he listens to the wait. podcast. Oh, you, you supposed to do the clap after. No, we're not doing No, no, we're not doing later. Harry the Goat. No claps. Okay. Um, my mom, she, like, when I'm talking about Perry, she was like, oh, Perry, you mean Perry the Goat? Same. I'm like, Mom, if you don't get out of here. Some for- Marketing That's and advertising crazy. at its finest. Um, but, no, Perry has been busting his butt for the last, what month is it, seven? For the last seven months, I'm getting us ready for walk season. When we say walk season lasts from the end of April until November, it's because of Perry. Um, a lot of people know us from our legacy walk here in Columbus is going to be August 13th. But due to this man's diligence you know, under the, the leadership and guidance of, you know, the headmaster of JGU, Perry, <laughs> <laughs> Perry has been expanding us out across the nation. Um, and so now we're walking in 15 cities. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so um, we asked him if he could take some time from coordinating, you know, 15 different walks to come in and talk to us about it and uh, talk about what that means and, um, how he does it, and he said, "Yeah." So, Perry the Goat is Five. here. <laughs> this Unbelievable! I love that it has to stop in it. Yeah, <laughs> that that helps us. That helps us. But you were saying, no, um, it's funny because the, the podcast is called More Than a Walk, but today we're talking about the walk, <laughs> like, well, more than a Columbus walk, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So no, um, you know, like Malcolm said, we're walking in 15 cities this year. It's not easy to uh, plan and coordinate these things uh, here from one uh, central location. So, you know, the key thing for us to do these walks in these other markets is really about uh, collaborating, uh, networking, and just building that capacity uh, in those other cities. We have to, you have to really feel like you live there. You have to really feel like you're engaged and everything going on, have a pulse for everything happening in each of those cities in order to be successful with this. So um, we had a few walks this year already. We did Jackson, Mississippi. We kind of talked about that a little bit uh, on the original podcast, but since we revamped, we haven't really touched on that. But, uh, and since then we did Chicago already as well. Um, and upcoming we have uh, Youngstown, which is actually this weekend, uh, Youngstown, Ohio, which is actually, it's funny, he said the JG uh, thing. He's um, Mr. Gregory, our founder, he's actually from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, so, you know, that was the first 
city outside of Columbus that's had a walk. So this is going to be their ninth year this year uh, doing the walk in Youngstown. And typically their walk is on the same day as Columbus's walk. So a lot of times we don't get to see or get to be a mm. part of it here uh, from a, a corporate uh, standpoint. But this year they changed it up. They're doing it uh, the July 23rd. If you're in uh, the 330 area, it's July 23rd at the Cavelli Center. Um, and it should be a great one. It's the ninth year. Uh, it's 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 really engaging out there. People are excited. You know, it's the talk of the town. It's a small town. So not too much to talk about. But good talk. it is the talk good of talk. the town. Uh, right now um, So yeah we got that happening uh, We have Renton Washington that's happening A few weeks after that along with uh, Louisville Kentucky so They're actually having their walk on the same exact day So we're actually going to be um, You know in two places at one time It's not the first time we've done it But uh, it is happening uh, It's pretty impressive how we divide and conquer Amongst the staff here and our corporate partner, Our partners there and our local partners In those cities to really make these things happen So uh, that's going to be fun and exciting to see, you know, who has the Giovanni bigger role. Who the has? Giovanni to the front Shout out to our partners at Columbus Public Library for exactly. the last recording their uh, meeting room. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's exciting when we have those walks that are very close or on the same day because it's like a it's like a competition. Mm. You know, we're trying to compete between those two cities who can have the most people, who can screen the most men, who can save the most lives. Um, but it's it's pretty hectic here. Um, at the uh, corporate office around this time, and like we have six walks in four weeks. Wow! In August, <laughs> so. Perry, do me a favor, move your mic over just a little bit to the right so that you talk a little bit more in it. But the question I got for you is, when, especially the Renton walk, why is it that you guys call it Renton instead of Seattle? Yeah, so because the, the walk actually takes place in Renton, so it's, it would be like um, if it was in Reynoldsburg. To Columbus here Yeah I was just thinking about Like the name recognition Like mm -hmm. you know I'm from the Midwest Columbus and whatnot You say Renton It's like where's Renton But it's like Oh we're walking to Seattle Right And and we we try to What we've been doing lately Is calling it The Pacific Northwest Because even outside of Renton and Seattle We have people in Tacoma And Kent and some other cities around that area that are participating and being a part of it. Got you. Um, the, but the the main reason is that because the coordinator is actually from Renton. From Renton. Uh, and it takes place in the city of Renton. And it's a, it's a classic stadium that they're doing. And that's the Renton Memorial Stadium where it's happening at. Mm. So that name recognition in that area anyway, it, it does mean Stronger. something. So Renton, yeah. is just, it really is like its own city. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, a Bexley. Right. Got you. Right. Okay. And, and but the thing is, it is right outside of Seattle. So mm -hmm. you do have the, the you know the Seattle um, Parks and Rec depart, are, are part of it. Seattle Credit Union and some other people that are Seattle based that are a part of it as well. But um, a couple of our partners and our coordinator, they're like, we got to keep this the name Renton. But we are talking about next year calling it Pacific Northwest because there's so many other cities that are coming together, and it's different in here. It's a lot of smaller cities in that same area. Yeah. So, so yeah. question: You already you already mentioned about how Youngstown is. Basically been around for a decade now Outside of Youngstown How did we move from it being Just a Columbus walk Into being in 14 Well 15 cities around America And then also all the cities What are all the cities that we're walking in Yeah I can answer both of those questions I'll answer the first question first <laughs> um, So it's it's. I like to tell this story because it, it's uh, Unique it's very organic How we've expanded and grown 
over the years. It's never been, oh, there's a city, they have black people, let's go say it's not like that. We're not just trying to go out and just it's not do our own thing. complex type thing. Right. Gotcha. So typically what happens is someone uh may have been able to attend or participate here in Columbus or some or Youngstown or somewhere else. Uh not somewhere else. Either Youngstown or Columbus and they've seen what we're doing and the impact that it's had and the numbers and the and the results that we uh have from the event. And they're like, why is this not happening in my city? So they may be traveling or maybe visiting from somewhere else and see what we're doing or attend to walk with a family member, wherever the case may be. So then they reach out and they ask us, you know, how can we get this in our city? Why don't we have something like this for the, the thing is we're uh, unapologetically about our target audience, which is African-American men. And the reason the walk even started in Columbus is because, you know, there was nothing of, of its kind uh, in the city. There's nothing that is dedicated solely to African-American men's health. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we tell people that, you know, that's the, the difference between us and, you know, your typical health fairs or your typical minority uh, health fairs and things like that. You know, we're really targeted towards African-American men. And then ultimately it's the family as well. Mm-hmm. But um, so what happens is they see what we're doing here. They say, how can we make this happen in our city? And we have a blueprint, right? We have a guy. We've been doing it for 19 years here in Columbus. Uh, and with that, what we do is we let them know the first thing we have to do is we have to form a committee. So we build community, we, we network, we talk to people, we talk to corporate sponsors and let them know what we're looking to do. And ultimately, the product really sells itself. It can happen anywhere as long as we have a person on the ground in that city that's willing to be the coordinator and that contact to help us, you know, that liaison between us and the rest of the city. You know, we can make it happen. But it's really been organic how we've expanded and grown over the years. Every single city that we're in, um, either one or multiple people are asking us to bring what we're doing here to their city. Mm. Um, as far as uh, what are all the cities uh, this year or, or that, we're, that we're doing the walk-in or doing programming in as well, um, we have, of course, I mentioned Jackson in Chicago, Jackson, Mississippi, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we have five cities in Ohio. Uh, so that's uh, Columbus, Ohio, of course. Cleveland, Ohio, Toledo, Cincinnati, um, uh, Youngstown. Youngstown. Yep, Youngstown. So then we have um, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. We have Renton, Washington, we talked about. We have uh, Detroit, Michigan. We have. That's my second favorite walk. There it is. Uh, my wife's from Detroit, so I love I love for you to go out there as well. Um, we have. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Memphis, Tennessee. Los Angeles, California. Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and we postponed a couple of walks this year from uh, our, in our Pennsylvania market. So um, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh were actually postponed until next year. Mm. But those were, those are typically where we walk out as well. Um, we've had other walks, um, uh, Washington, D.C., um, where else? Um, some other cities as well. Have you ever walked in uh, New York? No New Orleans New Orleans Yes mm-hmm. we had a, a walk in New Orleans We were actually looking to do New Orleans again in 2023 mm-hmm. um, And I can kind of do a special announcement here uh, Master P and Lil Romeo will be the honorary chairs in 2023 for New Orleans So Wow That's breaking news yeah. Take some of that You guys are the first to hear that That's fine I would, you know, cut that up and put that at the beginning of the episode, but we already got <laughs> we, might, we might want to wait No, it's cool But it, it, it's confirmed Um what else? But yeah, so those yeah, are all you the cities. Told me, bro, would have put some music in. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's all good. I didn't know if I was going to say it. I just said it. Hey, yeah. I'm on the spot. Hopefully, I don't get fired. No, yeah, right. Um, no. Let's come back. I do want to talk about like what that means to be like a, a uh, honorary chair. So uh, we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. Cool. Yeah. What other cities you said we was walking in? 
I think I listed all the cities. What about I, Texas? Have you ever been down to Texas? So um, we are having conversations and meetings and uh, different types of engagement with individuals from uh, Houston. Um, you know, we have a pastor out there, Pastor JT Johnson from the Word Church. Uh, like I said, reached out to us. He saw what we were doing. He actually uh, was on a podcast with our founder, Mr. John Gregory. And uh, Mr. Gregory was talking about all the things that we're doing. He was like, why don't you guys do this in Houston? You know, I, I have connections to the city and to this person, to that person. He's like, let's make it happen. So we actually got a chance to go out there a few weeks ago and have some conversations, some meetings. And it's looking like it's going to go. We have a, our next meeting is on August 23rd. If you are in uh, Houston, Texas, you want to be a part of that. These committee meetings I'm talking about, they're not private meetings. They're open to the public. Um, the only requirement is that you have an interest in saving the lives of black men. You don't have to look like one. You don't have to act like one. But you have to be have the interest of uh, saving the lives of black men. Uh, so, yeah, Houston is um, is the conversations are happening rapidly. Um, it looks like I mean, they want to do a walk this year. Uh, and we're trying to take them home. We're trying to. We're trying to let them know, like, hey, we got, like, 12 other ones we're trying to finish out the year with. So uh, we may shoot for 2023. But, I mean, worst case, 2023, we're walking in Houston for sure. So the question that I got, all right, somebody comes to one of the walks that we already have existing. They're like, yo, this is amazing. We want to bring this to our city. What happens next after that? So they need to, they need to find somebody that has my contact information. So um, they're looking for Perry Jenkins. Uh, I'm going to have a meeting with them individually, right? Perry Whether the be, goat. There it is. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're going to either meet in person or via Zoom And what I'll do is I'll explain to them Everything that goes into doing the walk right? And it's not going to be the glitz and glamour About how many lives you're saving How many people you're screening now This is about uh, the amount of meetings you're going to have The amount of money you have to raise The amount of people you have to bring to the table The, the, the following that you have to have To get people to act and move And the working committee you have to form So we're talking about all these different details um, and then from there, uh, when they agree and say, okay, I can do that, or I'm, I'm, I want to commit to doing that, then we go ahead and we we start to, to carry out those actions, right, or those conversations. So uh, we then start to meet once a month with the committee. And from that, what we're doing is we're really just empowering people that are already working in their own spaces, in their own areas, to just do what they're doing um, for us. So, like, if there's a person that's already working with the city and they have, uh, they know how to get permits and insurance and things like that, you know, we just ask them to guide us through that process. Or if a person already has access to volunteers and they're working for the Volunteers of America or whatever the case may be, you know, we're just going to ask them, how can we engage with your volunteer database so they can be volunteers for this event that we're doing here? So, we're not asking people, someone to do something that's abnormal to them or something they're not used to. We're just asking them to commit to, uh, we always say, uh, five hours a month. If you can give us five hours in a month, you know, you will be a very valuable person on our committee. Uh, and from that, we build a committee and then we start to um, figure out what the best date is, uh, the best location. We want to make sure we're doing our walks in the community. Uh, in Columbus, the walk in 2019 had 30,000 people. Uh, and from that, the city came back and told us, like, you guys need to move your walk downtown. Hmm. And, you know, it was a conversation internally and we were just like, you know, we we walk in the neighborhood specifically because we want people to see mm-hmm. and ask questions and raise that awareness about why we're walking and what we're out here doing this for mm. in the community. So we try to avoid doing the walk uh, downtown or somewhere that's not 
uh, in the community, right? The harder in the, the city. hood, if you will. You the know, harder what I mean? the city. Yeah. because it's all about raising awareness and mm-hmm. saving Black lives. That yeah, so, um, so that's the other piece. We want to make sure that we know where we're going to do this walk at, and make sure that it's going through the community, uh, and that we try to find uh, a face for the event in that city. And this is what uh, Malcolm was talking about earlier. I'm jumping the gun a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, we try to find a face, and, and that face is going to be what we call our honorary chair. Um, and some of the honorary chairs have have ranged from just local community people that are just engaged and just have a, a good following and a good um, uh, network of people, but also in some cities it's, it's celebrities, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Music Soul Child earlier. He was the, he's the honorary chair this year for Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Anthony Hamilton is the honorary chair for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then here um, in Columbus, you know, this year we have the the county commissioner. You mm-hmm. know, he's not a celebrity, but he has a, a huge following, right? That's right. He has a huge network and a lot of impact and a lot of impact and influence. You know what I mean? Last year we had a, a local pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, the there was actually the family of pastors, the Troys, over at New Salem, and you know they had a huge uh, turnout for us. You know, mm-hmm. the honorary chair is, is a person that can that people want to come and see, right? So they'll come out because they're a part of it, but also someone that could open some doors for us, right? Some 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 rooms that we probably couldn't get in on our own right away, or they can you know expedite that process. Mm-hmm. That's what we want in the honorary chair. So, so it's a working role. Definitely, yeah, and and we're not going to work them to death, right? We're not mm-hmm. going to overwork them, but we do want them to. We want them to actually be honored to be the honorary chair, yeah. right? We want them to really be like, believe in the mission that we have, believe in what we're doing, but also help us raise some funds, mm-hmm. <laughs> also open some doors, and mm-hmm. help us to uh, have the results that we're looking to have. Well, there's still such a, a necessary need for the work. You know, even being 19 years in, there are people who claim that they don't know about the walk. So that still leaves room for work to do mm-hmm. and just furthers the mission. Nah, it's wild, bro. Like, because when Perry just said, we had 30,000 people in 2019. Like, literally one of the largest black events in Columbus, mm-hmm. period. And then also one of the largest black health initiatives across the country. Absolutely. And I'm born and raised in Columbus, and I'm really plugged in here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Until I started working here So mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a lot of like work to do And I, I think that it's important That we don't forget the fact That there's still people out there That we haven't touched yet Yeah I, I would agree with Malcolm Before I worked for the, uh, Molina Healthcare is a sponsor of ours now I worked there in the past And had I not worked And it's a health uh, you know, healthcare company. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 in into that type of stuff, right? But mm-hmm. before I worked there, I, like I said, like he said, I was twenty six years old, twenty seven mm-hmm. years old, and I've been here for about seventeen years and never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like when you go even further, and you talk about like what we're trying to do. Like when we say close the gap, like you say twelve years. I remember Marlon the first time I heard him give the the twelve year speech. Like I had chills down my my spine. Like. Yeah, what would you do to have 12 more years mm-hmm. of your favorite black man? You mm-hmm. might want to go in depth about that because people listening might not know what you're talking about. You say 12 years. Yeah, and I was about to, you know what I'm saying? I was just, I was storytelling there. <laughs> Look, there's a reason why we See? kicked Perry off the podcast See? and everything because he was trying to take my role. You feel me? I felt threatened. You feel me? I had to get him out of here. Like, yep. yo, can I, can I tell my story over there here? Is go. it cool? There you go. We'll take a deep breath. Yeah, and nah, let it's us cool. We're just going to skip to the end. It's good. <laughs> Um, but not to Barry's point, uh, black men have a life expectancy that's on average 12 years shorter than our white counterparts. And I mean, just that alone is like staggering. You mm-hmm. feel me? That's the difference between your kid being in the third grade and them graduating from high school mm-hmm. and missing all of those years. Mm-hmm. And um, Or even your quality of life. What do you mm-hmm. mean? You know, just kind of the, 
if if your if your number is lower, mm-hmm. and I know that the magic number for African American males is sixty seven, right? So if you just look at that from where you are now, like uh, to not be a statistic, I have to take better care of myself. I have to make a few changes. They can be moderate, but. I need to work on extending that number. Yeah. You can't wait till 65 or 66 right. to put that in order. That's facts. There need to be lifestyle changes along the way. And that's the thing. So, like, when we're talking about, you know, everybody doesn't know about the walk. In reality, it's not just about our event that we want as many people to come out to. But we they also don't know about the issues that we're trying to raise awareness about. Mm-hmm. And, and that should just put, like, a, a level of urgency underneath everybody to go mm-hmm. out and tell as many people that you can about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say close the gap, you want somebody to stop and ask you, like, all right, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Or like, what, what's the gap that we need to close? And then when you say that, it's like, all right, well, how can I close the gap? And that goes into what you're saying, Scott. About like, Yo, it's, it's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I love the most about what we say at the AA Wellness is that wellness is a lifestyle. It's not just going to the gym and taking a picture and then be like, all right, I did my work or whatever. It's, you know, staying active. It's having a healthy diet. It's keeping your mental health in check. Mm-hmm. It's making sure that your financial health is in check. Mm-hmm. It's really a holistic uh, profile that you have to apply to yourself and, and just making sure that you're counting all the different parts. Absolutely. What people have to know is that the walk is literally an awareness campaign. Mm-hmm. And if people are coming and having a good time, but they're not getting the information that we're trying to share, then we're not really doing our job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, like Malcolm said, when we talk about closing the gap or the 12 years or whatever the case may be, you know, we want to make sure when people are coming out to the walk, not just coming just to walk or even not even just to, to get a health screen. We want them to understand and become aware that black men are dying. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's two things that after that. It's either one no one cares or two people don't know you mm-hmm. know what i mean so we're trying to raise that awareness and provide solutions to why you know and i see what movie you've been watching recently <laughs> <laughs> black men are dying then they know or don't care about black men dying in the hood see you took it you took it somewhere <laughs> that we weren't headed but, but i follow it but it's facts it though. works but it no works. that's a great point i mean i was making a joke but mm-hmm. a lot real. of times when we talk about black men dying like your first thing that you jump to is talking mm-hmm. about them dying from gun violence mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. about them mm-hmm. dying from like things that's happening out in in our neighborhoods sure it's like, nah bro there's things that are we we own like we say you know about soul food for example mm-hmm. we talk about like all these like high sodium high cholesterol foods that we praise I'm like yo that's part of being black and it's killing us the mm-hmm. thing is like the gun violence is a real thing mm-hmm. and it is impacting us and killing us at a very rapid rate absolutely but it's still not killing us as rapidly as preventable diseases mm-hmm. you know what i mean so when you mm-hmm. think about it that way it's like wow and and you don't hear people talking about it, you know what I mean. So it, it's it's when you really compare the two and think about it that way, and then you, it's really eye opening. And you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, I, I didn't realize that people can really. Just, and these are when we say preventable diseases. We mm-hmm. tell, these are things that you can do things differently um, or do things you know intentionally to avoid this, right? Mm-hmm. And even me, I talk about it every day, but then I'll go and eat some fried chicken. You know what I mean? Yes, you because it happens. <laughs> it happens. It's tough. It's tough. But but here's the hey, deal. Man. Nah, Again, hold with, up, Brad Perry been practicing right. that speech in the, in the mirror. Right. <laughs> like he did that too good. Bro. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. We'll, we'll let him own it. I've been waiting but, for this chance to get on this podcast. Yeah, there you go. No, there there you go. go. <laughs> Bottom line is, we learn a lot of things in moderation. So 
it's okay if you have the fried chicken, simply not every day. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. which reminds me, um, I've mentioned it briefly before on the podcast, but this time last year, I was headed towards a health scare. Mm. And so leading into the walk, there were some shaky times uh, in 2021. But in making some uh, lifestyle changes, including walking and water and just going to the doctor, all things we talk about, it's made a difference. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that last week I had a regularly scheduled doctor's appointment. And this was the first time that there was only one other person in the lobby with me. Mm. We were there for preventative measures, just our normal checkups versus an acute situation. Right. Mm. And it looks different when you're in those situations. Mm. And so um, I even had a case, and I'll wrap this up. We're going through all the things we're supposed to during the doctor's visit, and it was suggested that I have blood work. But my doctor said, ah, we can wait another 90 days because I know you'll do what you're supposed to do. Mm. And there's something about taking ownership and control of your journey. Mm-hmm. You can't control everything, but just don't be a, a stumbling block in your journey. Right. And so it made a difference. So I was like, okay, I got a new 90 days. I can tighten up a little bit more because I've been given a pass. Nah. Let me work on these things. Real talk. Um, that's one thing that I do love about Mr. Gregory is that um, he, he really has leaned into the idea that we're the solution to our own problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even just normalizing conversations, talking about right, like blood pressure and cholesterol mm-hmm. are words that I never thought would become part of my like everyday vocabulary when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. first time I heard it was the Cheerios commercial. You feel mm-hmm. me? Never heard of it before mm-hmm. that. Like, bro, there is nothing sexy about making sure your cholesterol levels is good. You feel me? Um, even like with the Real Men Real Talk event that we had last week, I was thinking about this, um, you know, because unfortunately we live in a in a country where like gun violence is like it's an epidemic, it's a problem like across the board, and you know, oftentimes when you have like these mass shooters, people say, "Oh, what about their mental health? What about their mental health?" And, and that's a valid point, but the thing that I feel like we kind of skip over is that. It's not just when somebody's in crisis that you're supposed to get them help and that you're supposed mm-hmm. to like fix it and address it and try to talk to them or you know get them in front of a professional. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to talk about your mental health when you're just having a bad day. Prevent it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, mm-hmm. when you just have like anxiety or like you know telling somebody it's like, hey, you know, it's okay for you to be going through something right now. Mm-hmm. Like let's process, let's figure out what the next step is. Sure, and, let's work and, this out. Yeah, let's talk through those mm-hmm. emotions and. I think that we're normalizing a lot of conversation or introducing them into our communities in a way that hasn't really been introduced before because, I mean, y'all know the type mm-hmm. of people that be coming out to the walk, that be coming mm-hmm. out to our events. Mm-hmm. These are people that are saying, like, yo, I never, like, I didn't even know that this was something that we could talk sure. about. Sure. No, well, I'll w- give two things that um, I know we're going to come back to Real Men Real Talk on another podcast, but last week, at our national uh, discussion, mm-hmm. Music Soul Child said two things that stuck with me. I got to paraphrase the first one, which was uh, his definition of a man was never crying. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought that that was the definition. You're not supposed to cry. Now, I had to paraphrase that one. 
The second one, I remember crystal clear. He leaned over during the fireside chat and he said, you know, we need a safe space where we can say, hey, bro, I need to talk to you. And there's just something about having that openness that, again, can help close the gap for us. Mm. If we talk about some of our concerns instead of toughing it out, instead of riding it out, then maybe through a joke, you man, why don't you go get you some water? Why don't you just go sit down for a minute? You ever thought about going home tonight and just going to sleep? We can joke about some lifestyle things that can make a difference that might help prolong us. That's facts. Now, what I would say is that although it is still we have a long way to go here in Columbus specifically, um, the conversation is a little different here than what I'm having in these other cities as far mm-hmm. as the walks that we're doing. Um, when, I t- when I go to a room and I ask people here, like, when was the last time you've been to a doctor? Mm-hmm. It used to be no hands go up. Now you see a few hands going up here mm-hmm. and there. But we're having these conversations in, like, uh, um, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, for sure. Or Detroit, Michigan. A little different. It's a little di- It's a lot different, actually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it really shows that the impact that this agency and the walks that we have done here for 19 years has had on the community. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can see the difference between us not us here in Columbus and then some of the other cities that we're doing work in. So I do think it's important that, you know, we, you know, we're, we're in very infant stages in these other cities uh, when it comes to the walk and the program that we're doing. Um, This is 19 years here in Columbus. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's nine in Youngstown and everything else after that is even earlier than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of them on their first or second year, Memphis, Detroit, Louisville, um, Charlotte, Mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta, all in their first or second year. Mm -hmm. So it is, um, Second or third year, I should say, but it is um, it just it just shows that you know the work that we do does not go unnoticed. It's mm-hmm. not just it's not going by the wayside. You know, mm-hmm. you can start to see it within the community when you're having those conversations. You have four hundred something men show up to the real men real talk here in Columbus. Indeed, you know, and we're starting to plan some of those in these other cities, and it won't be four hundred. You know, mm-hmm. it won't be right away, mm-hmm. but we want to start to plan and get to that point so that those conversations do become more normal. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I think it's that we gotta talk about the value of just like having a number as a conversation piece you feel mm-hmm. me like if i say i got elevated blood pressure and you know i have a circle of people that will hold me accountable that it's a circle of trust that i have mm-hmm. i'm telling like yo i just found out the walk and, and this is my personal mm-hmm. testimony this is what happened like before i started working here so i have high blood pressure i told some of my closest friends now when we're talking about food options they, it's a second guess type thing mm-hmm. Say are you sure you want to eat that mm-hmm. Or it's like well, when was the last time you was in the gym mm-hmm. Or it's like yo I, I haven't got no notifications From your Apple watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like what's up bro Or you know we go into the store Said buying like some pop It's like hey let's all get water mm-hmm. And it all just started just from having that Conversation piece that, that number Absolutely. That you can then like react to And start Absolutely. to move different from right. And see though just those things Um in a casual setting can help make lifestyle changes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're still allowed to have your slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. You're still allowed to have your favorite soda, if that's what it is. But just not at all times. You know, slip in an iced tea, slip in a lemonade, slip in two waters, we're good. It's about what you're trending towards. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even buy pop for the house anymore. Every nope. now and again, it, yeah. it finds its way back to my crib. But mm-hmm. I, for the most part, I drink water and I drink some other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Man, it's this it's this uh, sugar-free Minute Maid juices out there. Watch out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yo. Yeah. I started snacking on like dry vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, like the it potato chips, done. but also like the cauliflower and like broccoli mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Like, 
it's real simple changes, and it, all it really does is just start with the idea that I need to do something better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not nowhere close to where I need to be, but it's about what you're trending towards. And it's funny. There are times that your body will, it's like it becomes that sponge. It's like mm-hmm. I needed a salad. Mm-hmm. Like it was okay to not have kettle chips today. I did carrot sticks instead. Yeah. You know, while I'm watching the game, I'm just crunching along. And I'm actually doing something decent. And your body will thank you for it. And then you mm-hmm. get to a point, bro, like where you're eating healthy for so long. Mm-hmm. And like something else comes along. Oh, you, you don't even want it, bro. You get like, the super size fries. It's like, why are these here? I, uh, nah, it's like, bro, this is nothing but sugar. Mm-hmm. I literally <laughs> yeah, thought. You think about it like that. That I would be, I wouldn't say addicted, but I would eat hot Cheetos the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, somehow mm-hmm. my taste buds now have just changed. And I even try to force myself to eat yeah. them sometimes. And it's not it. And it doesn't, it, I just don't like them You're anymore. You're not there anymore. Anybody that knows mm-hmm. me, if they hear me say I don't like hot Cheetos, they Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we've grown out of but them. They can't see. We don't have a camera. But right. you can decide. Now, last week we had Marlon in the morning. And uh, we were talking about like ramen noodles. You know, that's like a staple. Like, you mm-hmm. know, growing up in the hood. And then mm-hmm. when you're in college, college. you ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. And, and like now, bro, I make ramen every now and again just to restore the feeling. And it's like, I can't even use all the seasoning. Oh, no. It's, it's too like, much. Bro, I'll use like a quarter of it for two packs. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And but that also just goes to show... Um, there's a difference between the sodium content and spices that make food taste good. Mm. Okay? So, again, if you had some peppers, a little garlic, little onion, different things like that, you could season it different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's all about training. You know, you don't get there in one day. But over time, you can make, again, lifestyle changes that can allow you to still eat favorite foods that you enjoy. You know what would be crazy Because like Black men We are competitive right mm-hmm. Maybe that's a stereotype But we're gonna lean into it For right now I've gotten to a place Where like I be looking at Like some of my friends That are more healthy Than I am mm-hmm. I'm like Nah bro I can out healthy you You feel <laughs> me Like oh you drink That mm-hmm. much water I'm gonna mm-hmm. double it You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and now it's a Healthy type of competition I know As a flashback Back to the 80s mm-hmm. With um, the Lakers uh, when they won one of their championships, so th- you know this wouldn't have made it into, uh, you know their their HBO series, Winning Time, and all yeah, that. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have made <laughs> it into that. But I remember between uh, years, so I guess it was like eighty seven and then or eighty six and eighty seven. However, that was when they went back to back. They had a competition amongst the team on who could lose the most body fat. Over the summer mm. And it was a You know If we're going to win another one We need to be in better shape mm. And of course That competition comes out Magic won the contest He He lo- dropped the most Because he was the most competitive Right So that That really happens Yeah facts And even if you're not the winner You still won You're better That's why we added the 5k piece To the walk too Like it wasn't it, 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 it's an official 5K now But it wasn't It was really about the health screenings You know mm-hmm. that's what it's about mm-hmm. But the 5K piece is there Because we know You know black men They don't come out to a health fair But if you say you're doing a 5K mm-hmm. You know they may want to come out And, and do the 5K So mm-hmm. that I mean that I've stereotype been is real I've been into somebody During some uh, outreach And he saw my shirt on It's like when, when's the run I'm trying mm-hmm. to run it this year How do I register for mm-hmm. it And like mm-hmm. he may not have came If it was just for a health screening See, and some people are difference. getting in shape for it as well. So oh, like, yeah, training. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Marlon, he's a perfect example. He's a relatively fit guy and everything. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? I'm going to run a 5K. And he's not going to actually run it the day of because mm-hmm. he's coordinating it. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to run a 5K every week leading up to it. And then he started challenging other people and they'd be doing it too. And mm-hmm. so he was like, some of the times are 
you know, kind of bad, <laughs> but you know, it's just about the fact that you're doing Completing it. You know? it. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I tell you, I will be watching. Watching the <laughs> yeah, I will be watching the 5K. I will be drinking water mm-hmm. and watching. I'm gonna be on the go kart. You know, what I mean, just uh, make sure we capture all the videos and pictures that we need to. So. Always working. Nice yeah. job. Facts. <laughs> you know the vibes. Nice job. <laughs> That's crazy. What were you about to say? No, I was just um, going back to the walks and just gonna re- reiterate. You know, upcoming uh, Renton and I'm sorry, Youngstown first. Yeah, Youngstown is the first one coming up. Then Renton and Louisville on August 6th. So Youngstown is July 23rd. Renton and Louisville is August 6th. Um, and right after that, it's the big one. It's Columbus. So, yes, indeed. And um, after Columbus? After Columbus is Toledo and uh, Cleveland, both on the same day on August 20th. And then. Did I leave both of them off when I listed them? No, you should. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then after that is Detroit. I got it all up here in my mind, everybody. After that is Detroit on August 27th. Uh, after that, we have Cincinnati on September 17th. After that, we have Atlanta on September 24th. And then you have Charlotte on ten fifteen. What is that? October fifteenth. October fifteenth. <laughs> you have Memphis October twenty second, and then you have Los Angeles, California on November sixth. That's the, the last fifth, one. Whatever that Saturday it's is. The fifth. Fifth. <laughs> That's the last one. That's the last one. Unless, unless this LA. Houston stuff really happens for the first year. time, we're gonna be in LA. So I'm gonna be at that walk. I've never been to the West Coast, so I'm excited about that. Oh, at all? It's yeah, different. Oh. Yeah. It is different. It's amazing. Are you going to Renton? To the Renton walk? Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it to Renton. <laughs> I'll be in uh, Louisville. Cause oh, okay. The reason is because it's Louisville's first year walk. Mm-hmm. So when it's the first year, we want to have as much support there as possible. Renton, they've done it before. They have a great coordinator. Not saying that the Louisville coordinator is not great, but uh, Victor Tolbert is their coordinator in uh, Renton. He's with Next Level Fitness, actually. They have more experience. Um, yeah, he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he, he's the coordinator there, but he's also good friends with the Gregory's here. So he's been around the walk for years. Gotcha. Uh, so he knows exactly you know what to do and how to do it. But we have some support going out there for him as well. Gotcha. Um, if somebody wants to find out more about the walks in their city, like where should they go? Uh, first stop is aawellness.org. When you go on aawellness.org, you'll see a drop down that says walk locations. And when you go to your city's page, you'll see all the details to be involved, whether it be participation, whether it be volunteer, whether it be joint, uh, forming a passion team, whether it be sponsorship. All of those details are on the website, aawellness.org, and just click on your city's location. If your city is not one of the locations and you're hearing this and you're saying, we need to have this in my city, uh, feel free to reach out to me directly. My information is on that same website. But also, I'll drop it on here as well. It's pjenkins at ncusolutions.com. That's Can you email. get that to us one more time? pjenkins, P-J-E-N-K-I-N-S, at ncusolutions.com. Mr. Jenkins. Or man. you can Google. Press, nah, the, press the button. I don't know which one it is. Press They're not the, labeled. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just, he, he almost had it. He almost had you. <laughs> Yo, he I was about to drop it for him. to the leg. I was about to drop it for him, bro. You feel me? Um, now nah, I did want to ask you a question, Mr. Jenkins. It's the last question. Like five years ago or two years ago, three years ago, do you think that you could have saw yourself organizing 
walks and all these different cities like this? Not at all. Um, I will say this is the on the job training. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, you gotta you gotta be able to catch stuff on the fly with this. But you do have a good foundation and a good a great blueprint. Mm-hmm. So with us having this blueprint here in Columbus and just taking that model and putting that show on the road, it has been um, helpful. But there's still, you know, there's different intricacies for each city or mm-hmm. each county or mm-hmm. each state. You know, there's different rules and laws and regulations and things like that that you have to be able to adhere to. So um, I never saw myself doing anything like this, to be completely honest. Um, but I enjoy it. I love it. And, you know, when you see the results or the impact that you have, we do an impact report every year. And when you see that, it makes it all worth it. So yeah, it takes a lot of time. All the JGUs uh, buzzwords and stuff. <laughs> hey, you know, impact, results, and numbers, and everything. Nah, I'm honestly, well. Perry, it's been a pleasure having you back on the show. We need you to come back and visit us uh, more often. They dropped a lot of gems for the people to pick up on. And uh, you're doing a good job, man. There's no doubt. That's what you're trying to mind saying. Perry the goat, my dog. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Scott, you got anything else? That's it. All right, we'll good be back teamwork. to good teamwork. soon. Um, we're gonna have some of our uh, standing cast members back on the show. You know, they taking so much needed time to themselves and their family and everything. That's right. Um, but until then, this is the More Than a Walk podcast. Hey, hey. On the right side of the bed, y'all. Uh, tell me how you doing. Hope all is well, and you're keeping it moving. Yeah. Hey, hey. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Feeling like a billion bucks. I just copped the move.